Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord's name to be praised. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. Uh, thank you for always being there. Uh, we thank God for that uh, beautiful time, uh, beautiful worship. Uh, that was just a, a, just a, a tip from Cosa's uh, praise. So um, thank you for blessing us. Uh, Father, Lord, we let's just say a word of prayer before we continue. Father, we thank you. Thank you for uh, today. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for making us to be in your presence again, to be able to join and um, share the word together. Father, we ask that you, you breathe upon these words and let, let your life be upon them. Let them receive life in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everybody that will uh, listen to this, they will be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, we welcome our online viewers uh, on Facebook, uh, and maybe the people that will also join us uh, on Zoom. Thank you very much. Okay, so I just want to be sure I have the Facebook uh, set here so that in case they are just pardon me. So when there are questions and comments from the Facebook uh, page, I'll be able to take it. So thank you very much. Uh, you can share this also uh, with your friends and family. Uh, so uh, last week, we, we finished chapter two uh, of the book of Acts of the Apostles. Uh, I think this AC is kind of noisy. Uh, let's just put the AC off while we so that it doesn't disturb us. Okay, so let's, yeah, okay, thank God. Thank you very much. Uh, so we'll just go straight into uh, Acts chapter three. Uh, we'll see if we can do chapters three and four. If possible, go to chapter five. Uh, you can just go on the on, uh, on my page and check, uh, listen to the last uh, study, and also we can, and also do that on uh, our podcasts, uh, on any of your favorite podcasts. Just search for Toluto Brother that you see uh, the series there. So I'm going to start reading Acts chapter 3 from verse 1. Uh, maybe we'll jump in a couple of verses here. A number of us are familiar with this. So we'll just pick out some points from this. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part of the 3 o'clock prayer service. Now this is significant because a number of people, when they shout the law, and grace, uh, we often, uh, because we, the, a number of teachers we've had, or a number of people in the, among the church uh, members, even uh, we've 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 been we've been taught we've been taught that um, grace is the opposite of law. So we always compare them law versus grace. Uh, that grace came to erase everything the law did. Now these are. Apostles, these are disciples of Jesus. These are the, the beginners of the church, the New Testament church. They were going to the temple, to the Jewish temple. So they never abandoned their Jewish tradition. Um, for those of us on the on the WhatsApp platform, when we're talking about the doctrine of grace, we're able to see that Paul never stopped being a Jew. Paul never stopped performing the Jewish customs. What Paul had issues with is if someone is not a Jew, don't force them to start acting like a Jew or 
behaving like a Jew or going through the normal Jewish cultures before their worship is acceptable. In other words, let's bring it back to Nigeria. I am from the south, southwestern part of Nigeria. If I go on a missionary trip to the north or another part of Nigeria, there are some of our cultures, for instance, where I come from in Nigeria, it is customary, not religious. It is a cultural thing that we prostrate to greet our parents. In some other parts of the world, that is not their culture. So I shouldn't be coming as a Yoruba missionary, going to other parts of the world where the parents or the children, they don't care either they prostrate to greet them or they give them a handshake or they nod and greet, then we should now start forcing them to be practicing that Yoruba culture of prostrating to greet your parents before your worship to God is acceptable or before you are seen to be a good Christian. That was the only thing Paul had issues with. So that verse one is telling us that these were the early church members. These are the, actually the fathers of the church. And they were going to the temple, the Jewish temple, uh, to be part of the three o'clock service. Verse two, as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth being, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called beautiful gate. So he could beg the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter looked at him intently and Peter said, oh, sorry. <laughs> and Peter said, okay, sorry, let me go. That's verse, as I approach it, okay, verse three. Oh, verse three, yeah. When he saw Peter and John about to, he asked them for money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us, lame man. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. I, I, sorry, I'm reading really the New Living Translation. Very beautiful translation. Um, was expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus, of Jesus Christ in Nazarene, get up and walk. Peter took the, okay, a number of, a number of us are familiar with this story, but okay, let me just, let, let me read a few verses, then we'll just talk about this. Peter took the lame man by the right hand, helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God. He went into the temple with them. Now, this is, in all fairness, this is amazing. This is a, this is a man that has been, that has been uh, crippled from birth. He has never known how to walk. This man has never walked in his life. But a miracle came that he didn't just walk. He jumped, walked, leaped at the same time. Honestly speaking, you will expect him to, to uh, am I saying, uh, to walk, I mean, to learn how to walk or to do some uh, abracadabra for, for some of the, of the people, you know, the, the, the people, some of the uh, abracadabra miracle workers now. But if God was able to do that then, if God was able to make someone who has never walked in his life jump up 
as in it wasn't a it wasn't a, it was an instant miracle what can't he do in your own life what can what kind of miracle can't he perform in your own life now there is a there, there is a there's what we used to say i, I remember in our days at, at the university that if it took god six days to create the things we can see and even the things we are yet to discover are present on earth if it took you six days to, to create it what can't he do in your life between now and the end of 2020 the things, the, the new year, the, the plans we had for year 2020 that COVID made impossible, that COVID made, that it seems COVID turned upside down. That same God can bring it that, that you will learn how to walk. It's going to be, bam, instantly as if you've been walking all, all your life. That is the kind of miracle I am expecting for someone today in the name of Jesus. That miracle is coming your way in the name of Jesus. Let's go on. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. The people are going to see you giving your testimony. So see, there's some testimonies that cannot be coded. This guy cannot code his testimony. They've been bringing him to that gate. They've been bringing him to that place. So everybody knew him with that problem. You know, in the, in, the, in the part of the world I live, the, the people nickname you with your problem. People try and call you your name and add your problem with it. Oh, say that guy that used to limp. Oh, that guy that his hand is like this. That guy that drives one jalopy car. Oh, that guy that has one. There's, there's a joke we used to share in, in university days. Uh, and we you know that someone has a shirt that they love to wear, and maybe they just they don't have much of those shirts. So you say, ah, how come you're not wearing that your faithful shirts today? <laughs> and you know, maybe they know you for like this shirt is faithful. Is that you wear this shirt or you wear that shirt? And God is going to turn your story around in such a way that it's, you can't code it. People that know you with that problem are going to be the one to notice that change and that testimony in the name of Jesus. Verse 10. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. See, miracle is okay. Let's let's go ahead. Let's just look at look at the next verse, verse twelve. Peter saw the opportunity. And address the crowd. Miracles are to bring opportunities to advance the gospel. Miracles are for people to get. Oh, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. So miracles are not to are not to are not for self-aggrandizement. Healings are not for me to show people that are. Ah, we know that God hears my voice today. We, we, we hear that a lot in churches today. Thank God, thanks to some of our, our fathers and our mentors who will tell you that miracle is God's prerogative. Miracle, if he decides to do it, glory to God. If he decides not to do it, I mean, it's God. Or we've heard some other preachers that will tell you that, ah, don't worry, let's say, I mean, instantly, it will happen. Don't worry, it, it is me. I am the, uh -uh. So this miracle, 
was to create that opportunity. And Peter saw the opportunity. The healing you're trusting God for, the job you're trusting God for, the business uh, breakthrough you're trusting God for is to create an opportunity to witness. Look at it, verse 13, verse 12. Peter saw the opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power and godliness? For it is God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. Now, I said last week, about the way Peter preached to the 3,000 to the uh, I mean at Pentecost. He was using terms that were familiar with the crowd. Peter was at the, at the temple now. Look at it. He said, God of, you know, it's not also, you could have said it's God. But he brought it, the God of all our ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those people listening to him know who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is. So their ears could tingle. This is for someone going to, to evangelize. You don't use terms. A lot of us will just say, oh, just meet someone. Oh, uh, Jesus died for you, died for your sin, wants you to receive it into your life. And maybe because I've, I've, I've lived in, in communities where they don't actually know who Jesus is. You don't know why he had to die. I mean, what's my business if? Someone died. So we need to know how to, how to frame our words, know the kind of people we are addressing as, as believers. So those are the things that um, uh, as, as, as Christians, as evangelists, because that's actually the greatest commission, going into the world and preach the gospel. We need to know how to address our congregants, our congregation. So and it was, it actually looked at uh, this throughout uh, a couple of verses there so that it will save our time. I want us to get to the next chapter. It was actually talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, how he was crucified, uh, and he brought it from, from the God of Abraham and things like that. Now, so um, let's go to verse 17. Friends, I realize that you and your leaders, I realize that what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance. But God was fulfilling all the prophets he had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer these things. I need to also, uh, let's, let's just zoom in on that verse 17. I was, I was sharing with a friend uh, on, on one of our WhatsApp platforms during the week, uh, and I was, I was just trying to tell him that, uh, you know, I, I was just, I made some analysis, not just my own calculative predictions, uh, about some things that were happening, and they, a lot of them were coming to pass. Not prophecy, maybe it's the Holy Spirit that gave me the inspiration, maybe, or I won't call them prophecy, just calculations here and there, this will happen, this is likely to happen, this is likely to happen. So uh, at the time I was making those uh, statements, it, it, they looked impossible, they looked uh, out of place. So when they were now coming to pass, uh, a lot of people now started, oh, this thing is actually right. So. And I was sharing with a friend that now imagine how Isaiah would have sounded like in his days. Isaiah was predicting that some, the Messiah would be crucified when crucifixion was not even invented. The Greeks 
that event that brought crucifixion, they have not even come into world power. So God has used Isaiah to predict that hundreds of years, even before it was invented. Now, when when the when the Greek uh, when the Romans uh, uh, occupied Israel, <coughs> excuse me, and they and they were like rulers, like they colonized Israel and things like that, and they've been praying. I'm very sure they've been calling on God. God, please take these people away. Let us occupy our land. These people are cheating us. Uh, they are punishing us. They are collecting our taxes, and it seemed like God was not answering. And look at that. God would, God, if God had answered that prayer, the Savior would not have been crucified. Because the Greeks, the Romans needed to occupy Jerusalem, uh, uh, occupy Israel itself, so that they can crucify Jesus. So when when God, when the Bible says that there's nothing, no government can come into power except with the permission of it's not possible. So even while the Romans were, were, were against the Israelites, while the Romans were punishing the Israelites, while the Romans were doing all this, and the Israelites would have been praying for God to hear them, and God would not answer them at that time because there is a, there is a need. Something has to be done. If God has an, answered their prayers, the Savior will not have been crucified. But crucifixion has been predicted hundreds of years even before Rome became a world power. When the Bible says it knows the end right from the beginning. Let's go. So verse 13, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and it will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. But it must remain until in heaven until the time of the final restoration of all things as God promised long ago through his holy prophet. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise you up for a prophet like me from among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. Okay, I think that's uh, looking at uh, Deuteronomy 8.15. Uh, that's a cross-reference to that. Uh, then Moses said, anyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut out, cut off from God's people. That's also still cross-referencing Deuteronomy 18, 19, and also Leviticus 23, 29. <coughs> Starting with Samuel, every prophet, so um, he's just telling them to return, repent of their sins. And I think, well, let me just zoom in a bit on that uh, verse 20, verse 19 or 20. Repent of, of your sins, then the times of refreshment, or the times of refreshing, not some uh, translations, Times of refreshing shall come. Repent of your sin, which means sin doesn't give refreshment. Sin doesn't make you refreshed. That's why when you're in sin, you keep struggling here and there. Repent of your sin today. I am calling you, I'm telling you, repent of your sin. Then you'll be refreshed. Things will be smooth, things will be calmer. Times of refreshing shall come. Let's just quickly see if we can what we can do on chapter four uh, before 8:45. Please, if you have questions, you can send them uh, either on Facebook or on Zoom. Just send your questions so that I can know how to manage my time. Chapter 4. While Peter and John... <coughs> so, after that sermon, 
um, I think that sermon led to about uh, 5,000 more people. Was it in, in chapter 3 or chapter 4? Let me check. Uh, yes. Verse 7, verse, the last verse of chapter chapter 3. Okay, no, I think it's chapter 4 that that, that sermon led to souls being one. But let's look at this. Uh, chapter 4. Even if we can't finish it today, uh, maybe I'll we'll just talk off it. Um, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests and the captain of the temple guard. And some Sadducees, ah, I, I wish you go deep into this, uh, although we're still going to talk about it, uh, when Paul uh, actually messed these people up in a couple of chapters to come. Uh, so, but let's go ahead. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is resurrection of the dead. Okay, maybe we should just stop here and see what I can do to this. Okay. Now, the Sadducees, there are sects, um, thank you, there are sects in, in, in Judaism. In those days, they were the Pharisees, they were the Sadducees, those were the, uh, uh, those were the most common uh, sects. They were the Zealots. Okay, let me tell you the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees believe there's no resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees actually went and dined with the leaders, with the government. So a number of um, native Israelites don't like them because they went and dined with the Roman leaders, you know, all these palace prophets, kind of, that's the sect. Now, the Pharisees are the teachers of, of the they go deep, they study the law, they, they study the scriptures. So the, the Pharisees believe that there is resurrection of the dead, but the Sadducees don't believe that. Now, there's, there are the zealots. Now, the zealots are, permit me to use the word, they are the ISIS or the Boko Haram. Those ones hate government. They hate any leadership, any rulership that is not, that is not theocracy. They go all out to kill in the name of God. In fact, uh, later in the, in the book, we're going to see how some zealots vowed in the name of God that they will not eat or drink till they kill Paul. So the chief priest is already battling with the number like three, four sects already. The Pharisees, like, when Paul, when Paul um, uh, messed them up, the, the Pharisees versus the Sadducees, and he was saying, oh, I was preaching that there's a, there's, a, there's a resurrection of the dead. These people said, this book now came to arrest me. The Pharisees stood up and started fighting the Sadducees. So he just left there. He was just watching. But he actually understood uh, the dividing line in between those people. So the chief priests, the leaders of the temple, they have enough problem already. They don't want to add another sect that is believing that this Jesus is the Messiah. So... That is because at times we just wonder what is the what's the what's the issue with this priest? Why are they arresting these people and just persecuting them? So they just wanted to nip it in the butt from the beginning. That was the issue. So now the Sadducees are here because they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. The Pharisees are enough problem for them. Don't bring these people, don't let these people rise up again and come and give us another problem. So that was what was happening here. Verse 3. These leaders were very disturbed. Okay, uh, yes, that's verse three. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it, 
and the number of men who believed was totaled about 5,000. You remember that I said last week when Peter preached and 3,000 men were added to the church? Those were Judaizers. Those were people that already understood, they knew the Messiah was coming. They understood who God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was. The same audience here. They were in the temple. They were already expecting the Messiah. So when they saw a miracle, it was easy to link it back to, oh, it is the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that did this. So 5,000 men were added. The next day, the council of all the rulers and the elders and teachers of religious, religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with uh, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. Uh, you know, uh, being the high priest is a is a is a how is it called? Is an hereditary um, um, role, so it's understandable why his relatives uh, are going to be there. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, "By what power and in whose name have you done this?" Then Peter, filled with the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, oh, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them rulers and elders of our people look at intro young people listen to me the, the same message the same sermon maybe we'll do that next week the same sermon peter preached is the same sermon stephen preached peter finished his own he sent them out and said oh we can't what can we do to these people we can't do anything to them we told us we told us we do anything. They are going. Don't do it again. Don't go back to your house. The same sermon Stephen preached and led to him being stoned to death. He saw Jesus. His eyes was open. He went to heaven, but he died. As he he died real death. God was still God. God didn't stop being God. Jesus didn't come down to save him. Why? Their introduction was different. It's good. I'm, we're going to analyze. Stephen's um, um, sermon next week. Look at what he started with. Rulers and elders of our people. In other words, your, high, your royal highness, KBSO, your majesty, your excellency, Mr. President. Because you have the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean you should disrespect people with authority. Look at it. Peter, filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit didn't remove common sense from his head. And we have some young people these days that you, you start ministry, cut out to, they've not even started with it. They, 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 they heard it flashing from God. They didn't even receive the call. They receive flashing from God. Nobody can talk to them. They are no under any authority. No leader can talk. They can talk to anybody anyhow. Sir, God will still be God. Don't end your life. The fact that you have the Holy Spirit doesn't remove common sense from our heads. The fact that we are spiritual doesn't mean we should be disrespectful. The fact that we're delivering the right message of God doesn't mean we should do it in a disrespectful manner. Young people, please listen to me. Young people in ministry, young people, you, you can correct people. You can correct people that are older than you. A number of people just look at the Paul versus Peter kind of a thing. We're really, we're going to spend time on 
on this Acts of Apostles. There are loads of lessons to learn, especially towards the end, later part of the book, about the Paul and Peter and James issue. So that we, so that young people don't make mistakes. If you go and read the book of Galatians and see how Paul was addressing Peter and Co. Did it ever cross your mind that maybe Peter may never have read the book of Galatians? Peter may never come across the book of Galatians because in those days, he just wrote, he just sent it to the church. They would just read it for the church. Peter was in Jerusalem being persecuted, everybody running about, everybody in ministry and do whatever they do. So you read the book of Galatians. You're not going to use that same style to talk to your leader or put something on, on the internet that in two seconds, in 10 seconds, they've sent it to your leader. Sir, Amma, the fact that we have the Holy Spirit, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit still started with our rulers and leaders of our people. So we should understand some of these things so that you don't do the work of God and be stoned. Maybe Stephen would have done more because Stephen was already gifted with the gift of healing. Maybe he would have planted churches. Maybe he would have done more than Paul. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, Steve, maybe Stephen would have written more books than Paul. But he saw Jesus. He saw the glory of God. In fact, the Bible says his face was lighted like an angel. But he died, sir. He died. Okay, what's the time? Let's just let me just wrap up uh, on this. Uh, we're about to finish. Uh, Filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, rulers and elders of our people. Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? I mean, diplomacy. We do, uh, is it because we have done good that you are questioning us? You don't have to be on the offensive all the all the time. I, I hope this, let me just, I think I'll just rest here. I hope this helps a young man in ministry. Please send this to someone you know who needs this. I hope this helps a young man in ministry. This, finish that chapter, you will see how the case ended. Peter presented his case in a, in a helpful manner, in a manner that people will not come and say, oh, he was rude. Oh, no, see, as he's talking to our fathers. Oh, he blasphemed. God will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord, will, the, 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 the Holy Spirit being filling us should not remove the cultural setting. Or, or you get to a, 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 a the palace of a king, for instance. You pay homage, you greet, or, or depending on the culture, whatever they, they, they're doing at that point. Do you understand? Just because, oh, I'm, I'm the minister of God, yeah, the Lord is speaking to me. And then nobody can talk to you. You are above every other person. Please, us, and mass. Yeah, it's one thing to begin ministry; it's another thing to end <laughs> and end well, <laughs> end very well. The journey is far. Eat now. Lord, we bless you, Jesus. Let me see if we have questions so that we can. Okay, thank you. We have a bit of comments on Facebook. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, my wife is there. My wife is actually in front of me saying amen and also on Facebook. Abiodun uh, Adebayo, thank you also very much. Uh, and all the people watching on Facebook, please quickly type your question on Facebook. Uh, I know it's it's a little bit delayed. It has a bit of delay on Facebook. So just give maybe one or two minutes. And if you're on Zoom, you can type your question. Let me see if there are questions on Zoom. Uh, so type your questions and send on Zoom if you have questions 
okay so no questions on zoom any question on, on facebook no question on facebook thank you very much uh thank you so much you can you can you can send a question on facebook uh anytime you're watching this just send a question uh, i'm going to look at it and, and, and respond by the grace of god i will we'll continue from from chapter four um, um it, it, there's so much lessons to learn <laughs> continue from chapter four verse eight uh, uh next week i'm pretty sure you've been blessed uh, thank you for always tuning in uh please send your feedbacks and let's know how we've done uh thank you very much so uh we'll close the service uh close the teaching uh by saying just a word of prayer uh as we close uh, Father, we thank you for today. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, for this powerful teaching. Thank you, Lord. That it be resulted, O Lord, in Jesus' Amen. name. Father, Lord, we pray, God, that the grace will remain eternally faithful to you, Father, mm. given to us in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. The grace not to be what we are not, mm. the grace not to put on the garment of pride, mm. Father, Lord, given to us in the name of Amen. Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray, God, that when we shall continue this teaching next week, Oh Lord, you, you perfect your will in us. You teach us, oh Lord, powerfully in the name of Amen. Jesus. Your son that you use for us, my father will pray in the name of Jesus that you fill him the more in the name of Amen. Jesus. Father, Lord, pray God that you give him more impactful words, oh Lord, even for him to teach us the more in the name Amen. of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the answer Amen. prayer. For in Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. So uh, we'll see you next week by the grace of God. Uh, God bless you. Thank you very much. Just keep the com uh, questions coming uh, on Facebook. I'll, I'll attend to them. Grace of God. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, the, uh, the podcast will also be posted on the WhatsApp group. Uh, or just search any of your podcasts and just search for Tolu Topper that Google, uh, iPhone, Apple, uh, and call all the all podcasts uh, I'm, I'm on there. So God bless you. Thank you very much. Good night. Okay. Yeah, thank good you. night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Nola. And thank you, yes, Yeah, bye.